0: Hello, and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today, my special guest is going to be Ryan Harve. Hello, Ryan.
1: Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me.
0: I'm so excited to have you on here. I feel like we always have such intellectual conversations when we hang out. So (laughs) I'm super excited just to have you on here and talk about everything that you do, especially because I feel you have had such a... Different kind of journey, right? You have had such a good journey of where you are, where you were. I feel when we first met, you were about to step on to this new journey. You're going, okay, I'm going to take this chance, go somewhere and do something I want to do. So I would love to tell people, first, you are a talent manager. So you help recruit, all that kind of fun stuff, which we'll get into. So let's get right into it. Your bio. You have been in the marketing field for 15 years and sales for 15 years. Um, you are a jack of all trades. You're a graphic designer, networker, and managing skills. A former COO, Ryan has built a large network through the uh, out the country in every category. Ryan is on top of the latest trends in the fast paced recruiting world. Bottom line: If you want to see your company grow and find the right people, connect with Ryan. Before we, I finish the next sentence. I 100 agree with that sentence. If you want to see your company grow. Find the right people and connect with Brian. He knows he knows people so so well. We'll definitely get into that. Your connector husband, never a bad day. Games in any form, go a uh, go giver, shaking hands and building brands. Oh, I like that. Shaking hands and building brands. So cute. All right, Ryan, let's get into it. So you went from rapid design, networking, you're in sales and marketing for 15 years. Tell us how you became a recruiter and a talent manager where you're at now.
1: Yeah, you know, um, it's funny. So it's it's the the old school classic, uh, you know, uh, build the network and let them help you, right? So, you know, I was, uh, you know, my background is in, in games. So I was a designer um, making video games and I was in the game industry for many years. Um, and I then kind of transitioned to print design and then moved into the branding and marketing space doing like national campaigns you know, times were tough and kind of was let go, sat on the, on the bench for a little bit. And, you know, kind of had this uh, amazing opportunity to kind of figure out where and what I want to do. So I didn't really announce it to the world very much. And I just kind of spoke with some people and, you know, I had some opportunities um, appear just from who I know and people talking to other people and um, kind of let people know as a free agent. And, um, you know, I, one of my managers that I work with, I've known for many years, and it, you know, I originally reached out to them to kind of be like, "Hey, like maybe you could find me a gig," and they were like, "Hey, maybe you come work for us." And it was never uh, in, you know, it was never really the game plan. I mean, I mean, I, it obviously makes sense. A guy who's in marketing and branding for many years to be a finance and uh, accounting recruitment, you know, talent manager. You know, obvious transition. Obvious transition. But, you know, part of it is allowing the network that you build to kind of help you with the next steps and what your journey looks like. And, you know, when you build the network and you know so many people, yeah, I I was kind of doing this job, you know, already kind of unofficially. Like when people would lose their gigs, I would like know people and I had email blasts and, you know, connections and I would put them out there and vice versa. When companies were looking for people, I would put it out there and maybe find some people. So I was kind of already – connecting people with jobs. So it kind of just made sense to have, you know, the structure and the systems and the processes and the, the constant training, um, that Robert half brings to the table. So I couldn't be happier. So,
0: so cool. I think you really, in so many ways in that story showcase the importance of networking, but tell me if you agree with this, I feel like networking gets a bad rep because I feel a lot of times people want that instant results. <clears throat> Or they feel like they're just being sold to, or they feel like they're being too sally. I think there's so many different reasons why networking gets a bad rep. Can you explain for listeners that are not in the networking world and business owners that are maybe trying to learn the best way to network? Can you explain really what networking is?
1: Yeah. I mean, so I think the first thing you have to realize is, and I, I say this all the time is, you know, part of the networking world, the when it's done right and it's effective for your business and for your organization, it really goes off of low and slow. Patience over greed. I mean, I've been saying that for a long time and that's just the way it works. I mean, you have to let things grow in order to, you know, harvest the crop. Um, I think the other side of the coin is, you know, networking. still kind of, you hear networking and you, you think of like 1980s sales guys phone book stuff, right? Like, oh, well, I call at 7.30 in the morning because the gatekeeper's not in yet and I get to talk to the CEO CA- or CEO and I'm like, good afternoon, sir or madam, did you know? And it's like, those days are, are gone. I mean, you know, the cold calling world is still exists and the cold email world still exists, but like, you know, I look at it is I don't need to make those cold calls and cold emails because they, I know that, I know people on each side of the, of the coin, right? So like, for me, what I'm leveraging is if I have a list of people that I'm trying to go after, right? I'm going to go through, utilize LinkedIn, uh, utilize my email chains, my text chains that I'm friends with people in my phone with and kind of put that out and see if I can turn stuff from super cold to, to lukewarm just by knowing someone that knows someone, right? And I think what people get a bad rap on is that They've gone to a couple of events and there's card slingers and card flingers that are still out there that are just flinging cards and, you know, hitting their quotas that they went to so many events a week and they they got so many cards in their pocket. And then the, the initial email is like, Yo, I, you know, we should we should tag up like rates have never been lower. Things have never been better. Like, you know, my emails are all the same. It's like, hey, it was, it was I, I'd love to set up a time to chat, get to know each other a little bit better and maybe, you know, discuss some opportunities to make introductions. And see how we can help each other out. That's, that's it. Fun. I mean, that's what, I, that's what I'm in it for. I mean, yes, I'm a sales guy and the sales space is there. But I feel like the sale is on the back burner because it grows with the relationships that you, you generate. Because what happens is what I'm trying to do is create an army and a sales team that is my network. That's the goal. Right. So my goal is to have 40 people that are out there selling for me all the time because of my reputation, because I'm here to help. And like, you know, everybody here is like, oh, giving with no expectation. And it's kind of this trendy thing. But like when you really do it and you really care, it really helps people out. Like, I just want to help people grow. That's it. And if I'm in a conversation with someone that could be a potential client and they're kind of like, ah, eh, you know, we're kind of handling it internally or, you know, we're not really looking to bring anybody on right now. But I've kind of discussed, like, who they're looking for. I'm still going to make those introductions to that person. And, like, I've had it happen many times where I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll reach back out in a couple weeks and maybe we'll see what happens. But, you know, in the meantime, I want to introduce you to X, Y, and Z. And they go, oh, well, thanks, but we're not going to move forward with the with the deal. And I go, it doesn't matter me. Like, you should know these people. They can help you grow. I can help them. They can help you. Everybody wins. Because, like, you know, if you think about it in the long term, like, in the recruitment space, people are just trying to get that business and then move on to the next person. Like, if I'm making introductions for people that aren't doing business with us, when that need comes up, I'm top of mind. Just the way it works. I think there's so many things that you said there. So
0: one networking isn't just cold calling, right? There's a different way for that. It's making relationships and relationships that stick. And when you actually make that relationship, you're growing, right? So it is Mm -hmm. a slow and steady thing for sure. But look what's happened when you've done that. You've able to, okay. So like you said, maybe the deal is not going to close, which happens to all of us. You know, you have great conversations, you're like, hey not something we're able to connect on. That's awesome. But I know during our conversation, you mentioned X, Y, and Z. Let me give you these resources because I know I like and trust these people. So let course. me put them in your hand without anything in return, because I know I'm, like you said, I'm helping those people out who eventually down the road might help me out. Or like you said, when that something comes up later in that business deal, maybe it doesn't work out, you know, or later there's like, oh, he wasn't, Pushy. he wasn't salesy he still yeah. wanted to meet
1: my needs he still listened i've and- also stayed with people through jobs so i maybe didn't get a, a a job order from them when they were at company a but then they moved like a year later to company b and i have a brand new person that i don't even know who the company is and that person's reaching out to me because their needs are needed at the new company
0: you just never know how it's going to work. So I think just like you said, building that relationship, because you never know if it's going to be a now thing. And I think going back to what I was saying in the beginning, a lot of times when people want the networking, they're going, well, I want that instant sale. And that's just not how things work. Like you said, now yeah. I have an in in this company that I didn't have an in before a year ago and I actually have a legit in. It's not, he knows me by name. Like it's all that. I think another thing with networking is the fear of walking up to someone <laughs> saying, Hi, let's I'm Chad. Yeah, right? let's
1: talk about that. I think
0: we should definitely hit, if we're going to be talking about networking, let's do it. You're in that room. Let's just even do a luncheon. We don't even have to do sure. the happy hour. Let's do a luncheon. You're going to luncheon.
1: You don't know anybody. A couple easy rules, right? Tell me, yeah. tell me it all. all right, so a couple easy rules. And this is the way I look at it. Now I get, I get, it, and we're on the stress. We're on the stress podcast. So it can be very stressful. you walk in and, you know, I've walked in where I've known zero people. All right. So let's talk about a couple different ways to leverage that. OK, so the first one is usually what happens is it's someone, you know, invited you to an event. OK, that's the easiest situation. Right. So if I know Jess and Jess obviously knows people in the room. Well, Jess, I hate to break the news, but you babysit me a little bit. So I'm <laughs> walk around with you. You're going like, to hey, go. you know this person, wingman all day. Right. The best case scenario. Let's say that maybe you find a, 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 an industry-based specific group that's having a luncheon. That's great. So, like, for me, it's like there's a CFO or a controller luncheon. Like, I want to go to that. and I want to talk to them because we partner really well with them because we're placing people in accounting finance, right? So, like, I want to go to that. But I don't know anybody in the room. So, we've got two two or three options, okay? So, the first thing I'm doing is the people behind the counter that check me in. I'm just spilling my guts to everybody. Right. So if they work there, I'm telling them that this is my first time. I don't know anybody. I heard great things about your organization and they're, they can't wait to help me out and figure out how they can bring me in. Okay. That's one. Two is I'm looking for anybody floating around in the crown with a badge because they're probably an ambassador or they're not behind the counter checking people in. So I'm going to sling right to them and be like, Hey, what's going on? You know, uh, I don't, I don't know anybody, and they're like, oh my god, how'd you hear about us? Thanks for coming, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you, right? That's a great one. Now, if you really want to do it, and you got a little bit of like cojones, right? Look for a group of like, I usually say at least four, right? Three, four, five people that obviously are in a conversation, that all know each other. You gotta linger of like for a minute or two, and when you see that kind of beat in the conversation, just spill your guts. Hey guys, I don't mean to interrupt, but I don't really know anybody and, uh, how you doing? And they're, they're going to be like, how'd you hear about us? What happened? Like, let's come on in. Like, this is Bill. This is Mary. Like, nice to meet you. So you just kind of have to go in with the intention of owning the fact that you don't know anybody instead of kind of just lingering and, you know, being at that school dance where you're up against the wall, watching everybody have a good time.
0: i love the point of things actually going oh i actually do those because i was worried you're going to start naming things i'm going all right just start taking notes but it's true i've definitely done it where i've followed the badge
1: specifically because yeah. people want to help people love helping other people and, and remember so, all the ambassadors are all volunteers so they'd love the organization or they wouldn't want to be an best
0: a hundred percent really quick because i want to get to the next topic being a talent manager and networking um, I personally, knowing you, I just want to put this two cents out there and you'll obviously have your point. I think that goes so hand in hand because you're able to really learn and understand people and put them in the correct job. Yeah. That's beneficial to both the employee and the management, because I think when you start the network, you start to really learn about people, right? You're learning about what they do. You're learning about what people really want. You're starting to learn how to listen differently. Yep. And so I think what makes you who you are and what you do today as a talent manager, And becoming a recruiter and everything in between, I think networking has been super beneficial with that.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, it allows, it allows me to, to know what people are looking at. I mean, it also, it's a great opportunity to casually have a conversation with people. Like I'd rather talk to them at an event. And if I get lucky and find an HR person or I find someone that's in the accounting and finance space and, you know, it's all about the pain points because that's really what it is right now. And it's, very stressful for you if you're in if you're in the hr department or you're in the town acquisition world right now in your company it's just very stressful because it's like 14 weeks to get somebody in the seat all right from like the minute you realize like we need to hire somebody to the minute they start it's about three months mm-hmm. but it's really not because that person most likely that you have to replace either quit or was fired and there's probably about eight weeks of them not doing their job, so now your entire division of whatever part of the organization you're in is overworked, stressed out. You know, everybody's like losing their mind because there's so much work to get done. So I mean, that's where we come in to help, right? Is that we can, we can. I mean, you give me a job order, I have. We have AI that we created internally in the system, and I go through and within eight seconds, I have 20 candidates available for your position. Yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. and it's it's just it's so much work because you know, it's, it's feast or famine that for the people that come in and then it's also doing all the background checks and then interviewing and then all the references. So it's, it's just, it's a stressful time to be hiring people because it's very hard to find good talent, honestly. Oh, for sure.
0: So you're talking about stress when it comes to networking, when it comes to, you know, being a talent manager, to me, what I hear is a lot of balance. So how do you feel you manage the stress with work and your day-to-day life?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, uh, I have a superhero power called uh, turn off and I clock out. Um, I think now more than ever, you have to clock out, especially with the hybrid world and some people still working fully remote. Like, I think the first thing is if you're if you're still working at your kitchen table, you need to figure out your situation. Like you have to upgrade yourself and give yourself an office because you need somewhere to go in and then be able to physically leave that that space. Right. Because when you see the kitchen table, you just think of work and now you're just like, oh, I should do those emails real quick and get them done. Um, I think it's also important to understand that, you know, in the life of a biz dev person such as myself, you know, we have a very stressful world that we live in because our job isn't easy. I don't want to say easy, it isn't as task oriented as other people's are. Right. So, yeah. like when you have certain divisions of companies, you know what your day looks like every day. Like when I wake up in the morning, I can go down 25 different routes every day. And it's like, you know, we're all like, you know, Captain Start to finish, right? So like start, go over here and then come over there. And then you're like, you're done for the day. It's like 5.30 and you, you click out Outlook and it's like you have four emails that you didn't send. You're like, oh my God, I didn't send those emails. You're like, so then you're back into here, right? So I'm I'm a list guy. So that's really what helps me out. Like I have to write it all down because if I don't, then I'm just, I'm kind of all over the place. Um, you know, there's an old technique from back in the 80s that I, I still use. It's the, the 20 on, 5 off kind of thing. Um, and that's really helped me out. So I write down everything I'm doing. I turn the phone off. You know, I only focus on the one thing I want for 20 minutes. And after my timer goes off, I take a five-minute break. You know, go get some to drink, walk around, say hi to the dog, whatever you want to do, right? And then come back, and you still have to keep going. You just keep going until that task is done. And then you move on to the next thing. I mean, it really helps out because – it's overwhelming the possibilities you can do, especially in my space where we've got like, you know, I've got a client list. I've got a stack of cards that I need to talk to. Uh, you know, I've got the inbox that's the vortex that never ends. Right. You know, I've got, we've got uh, uh, job postings on like Indeed. Then I've got networking calls that I want to call just to touch base with the network. And then, you know, I have all my stuff in Salesforce and I do all my planner calls. So it's like in order to keep it organized, you have to have like a list in it and then really utilizing your outlook and blocking that time off and, and like being strict on like when you have things set in your outlook for a two hour gap to do whatever, to actually do it. Yeah. I heard like
0: discipline, accountability. There's so many other words that you used in there. We talked a lot about different things today. We talked about networking, stress of schedule, everything in between. What is the one thing you want the listeners to take away today?
1: Um, you know, I think the one thing is, uh, is it's okay to start at zero on, on all of it. I mean, honestly, you know, and I think part of it too, is if, if you're, if you've kind of been in the networking space for a long time and, and you still kind of can't figure out what's going on, you know, the, the best way to start is a couple weeks, right? So first thing is start small and work your way up to event, uh, to events, right? So like, Start with your town chambers and your town uh, associations, right? Then move into your county stuff, right? Then move into your regional and your like industry-specific and then maybe your statewide stuff, right? Because what you'll see is that if you kind of hang out in these small little chambers where there's under 300 members and they're all in the same greater area for a town, you're going to start seeing people that are in that county overlap into the county chambers. So when you walk into places, you're going to start to be able to know people, right? That's part of what we talked about earlier. The other thing is, is it's extremely important to create a crew and a squad, okay? So your, your crew is like basically everybody that is affiliated in your transaction. So when I close a sale, there are like seven or eight people that can benefit from the fact that I have a new client based on what I offer and how they can assist, right? So that's easy introductions. The other one is your squad. Now, your squad are people that are not affiliated with your organization at all. They can they can be, but really people that you've become friends with, right? That you have, like, a text chain with, like, eight or ten people that are just networking people that you're friends with. Those people are great opportunities to be able to use as introductions in the beginning days. So, like, if I'm meeting Jess for the first time and I only have a small network and I want to, like – Show her some value. Like I have five or six people that are just good networkers, or people that are looking to do the same thing. That are easy contacts to get them out to them. And I think that's the best way to start. And it's okay to have nothing because it takes time to build it. Like we said earlier, right? Low and slow, patience over greed. I love
0: it. So for the listener that's you know taking down all these notes, what is the best
1: way for someone to contact you?
0: I feel like I already know the answer, but tell me the best (laughs) way for them. yeah, I
1: mean, LinkedIn is the best way to go. So you can just see me on LinkedIn. Uh, Where's Harb? Uh, check me out on other social media platforms. Uh, I'm on uh, YouTube, which has a lot of my, uh, my other interviews and uh, podcast stuff. So let's connect. Let me know if I can help.
0: Awesome, Ryan. Before I let you go, it is time for the lightning round. R- lightning round. Are you ready?
1: I am ready. Let's go.
0: Okay. Are you a morning or a night person? Uh, I'm a night person. A night nice person. Do you like salty or sweet
1: things? Uh, salty. Salty. And
0: yeah. do you
1: have a bucket uh, list? A bucket list? Uh not really. Uh. uh my bucket list is uh more of my uh play, uh play games and read books in my library of games and books, I would say. Yeah. So Sometimes it's good just to buy games and books to have them because eventually you'll be able to read them or play them at one day.
0: With that being said, that was my next question. What is your favorite board game?
1: Ooh, favorite board game. Ah, uh, well, uh, no pun intended, but I love Pandemic. It's one of my all time <laughs> favorites. So. And
0: what? Um, last one. What never fails to make you laugh?
1: Oh, always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> The best show of all time.
0: Oh, my goodness. Ryan, I can't thank you enough. I know how busy you are, so I appreciate you taking the time out today.
1: Thanks, Jess. It's great. I really love it.